What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is the Hello and good morning, truth. and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. It is an early one today. <laughs> you just don't seem very Ooh, buddy, I'll wait. I'll wake up Norm in a minute. Good morning, and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Holy Truth. Moly. You have those days where you just can't wake up. Oh, yeah. Some, some days. Today Absolutely. is that day. I already hit my head on the light here. <laughs> Almost knocked the camera over, spilled my coffee on Brandon's Bible. That was in a span of... 13 seconds. Seven seconds. <laughs> yeah. And and it was following. Are, are you how are you awake? Yeah, that was the question no. that just oh, yeah, unleashed the dominoes. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the oh Lord knew God. you needed an intro. Well, yeah, I didn't have one. <laughs> there That's you right. go. I didn't have one. It's uncomfortable when you don't have to answer a question and your actions tell you all you need to know. <laughs> no, he is not awake. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you for the intro. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Brandon, you're up today. Obi, will you open us up in prayer? Sure will. Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for your provision and your plans for our lives. Lord, I just pray that you would give us clarity and vision and uh, just a clear understanding of, of where you would have us go in on that path. And uh, Lord, just, just point us in the right direction uh, where we so easily get off track and feel like we, we need to go our own way, and um, Lord, I just pray that we would seek your guidance and, and follow your will for our lives. So Lord, I pray we'll glorify you with this podcast and with everything that we do in our lives. Uh, be with our families, uh, be with us as we go from here, and Lord, we just thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, and we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. I was down to the last step of a project that I was very excited for my kids. Okay. It was a project that um, Lincoln Wayne had really been wanting me to do, and it was putting together a basketball goal. Wow. Okay, and Done he, that many times he loves basketball, <laughs> and he's been playing a lot at school. So, um, although in the instructions it says it's a two-person job, <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. goodness! Okay, no. uh, is this one that you put in concrete, or you have to? Put it's the, the pole? one before that because okay. I was going to go that route. Oh, buddy! But I knew that. I wasn't ready for that. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> let's think about this basketball goal in regard to lots of things in my life that have not turned out well. Okay. And Where do you want to start? Uh, well, there's a bunch. Okay. <laughs> but this is the story here. So I'm going to, here's the verse for today. James 3.13. I love James. I go back to James more than anything. I reference James for buddies of mine or people that, you know, you know, ask me my insight. Uh, who is wise and understanding among you, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Let them show it in their good life by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. So to me, there's a direct link that if we're aware, humility and wisdom go hand in hand. Mm. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty familiar with how humility comes to me, and it's not normally in this smooth <laughs> transition, okay? Yeah. So back to the basketball goal. <laughs> it's a two-day project because I basically prioritized an hour and a half, two days in a row. And my goal was to have it ready for Lincoln because I told him I would, and I'm, I'm really praying through being more dependable when I tell my kids I'm going to do something than just putting it off and putting it off. 
You're already not like a normal human being. Well, you this said, is I prioritize new. two days, an hour and a half. This is day. new. This is new. Okay, <laughs> y'all know me. I mean, I that, this yeah. is new, and the Lord's been convicting me about you know your kids are your kids for just a little while, and if they want to do something that's positive, then we can make it happen. What a blessing. That being said, I'm very at peace with what I'm about to say. I am not mechanically inclined in any way, shape, or form. I am the guy you call over to be told what to do when there's a mechanical project. Right. You hold the flashlight. I do it. Hold the flashlight. I, I can use tools, and I'm okay with them. But I just do not see things the way y'all's brain, my cousin, my dad, my father-in-law, they can literally look at things and go, yeah. And here's the thing. Do I think I could learn that if I really wanted to? Yeah. I don't want to. Right. I have no desire. But I was like, basketball goal. Surely I can do this. Well, it's three different four-inch square tubing pipes, or not pipes, but square-inch tubing that you have to measure four inches and put the pieces together, and it takes some force. Mm-hmm. So I get this whole thing together, and it's time for the backboard to go on. Which is the hardest part. It is, way. because it's awkward. Yep. It's all get out while you're trying to get bolts through, and this is why it's really a two-man job. Okay. And I get it. And I'm thrilled to death. I'm feeling good. A lot of pride coming in <laughs> and I set it back up <laughs> and when I set it back up <laughs> the basketball backboard is at an angle that oh, you would no. either have to be two foot two <laughs> shooting at a 45 or you play a different sport than basketball <laughs> and, and so I'm looking at this thing you put and it on completely upside down I didn't no I didn't and I'm going I don't know what I did wrong. I go back all the way through the instructions. I read them again, and I can't see the problem. But I know Obviously there's a problem. wrong. <laughs> so, 10 years ago, I might have let that thing sit there for a week. <laughs> okay, maybe two. And just accepted defeat because I'm just not – I just get aggravated when I try to do something because inevitably I feel – this is how it goes all the time. I get through the project – and at the very end, I realized I missed one piece, but it's so vital. Right. Okay. So my father-in-law, who is very mechanically inclined, uh, just like our dad, mm-hmm. I call him, which is, and I'm pretty at peace with calling him. Like, I'm like, okay, Lord, pride would have gotten in the way a long time ago. <laughs> he comes over immediately. I mean, what a blessing. And we're looking at it. And he's, I'm getting to watch his brain go through it. I'm seeing his wisdom play out over 60-something years, okay? He grew up building things his whole life. And we get to probably 20 minutes in, and he goes, ah. And I'm like, I see what he's looking at, and I go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the third piece of the tubing I had facing the wrong way, which they had only drilled in holes on the, one side hold for the, the backboard to, to lower it. Well, on one side to where your frame went to I, hold the backboard the right angle. Okay, okay. So basically, I, the tubing needed to be flipped around. So we, which is a pretty easy fix, except for it's you got to take pounded on. Oh uh, gosh, <laughs> we had to move it four inches to get it to adjust properly. Gotcha. It ain't coming off. Right. So then Dad pulls up, <laughs> dropping off Max, who he's had helping him take off Christmas lights, and I've got the epitome of wisdom. Right. At a level that 
I mean, I, I, I was, I actually took a picture. They don't know I took it of them working <laughs> together, which I was just overcome with humility of like, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> what we realize is, is you're not going to be able to bang this tubing off because it's too, it's on there. Right. Okay. So the correlation here is that the wisdom that came in, they then go, here's the solution. We're just going to measure these holes, drill them on the opposite sides Okay, because we don't, we can't get the tubing off, and we're gonna solve the problem. Right. And so I had all the tools, pretty much. Dad had a ton in his toolbox. I mean, we were good on tools, which is a blessing. So I can at least provide some tools. I felt okay there, manly enough to go. I got the tools, (laughs) and we go to work. At least go and pretend. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And we get it fixed, and it it probably in thirty forty five minutes a problem. It was fixed. Was fixed. Yeah. With wisdom. With wisdom. So. The piece I want to kind of tie into here is that oftentimes that third piece of tubing that I put on wrong that I clanged on there, because mm-hmm. that's what they told you to do. It's like mark a four-inch mark and clang it down to where it's even. That's sin. And a lot of times in my life, sin, I didn't just stop and use wisdom around me and go, hey, can I get some insight here? Maybe somebody gives it to me without asking because I trust them. And so I'd already... The deal was done. Mm-hmm. If I were going to go fix it in this situation, I'd have tore something else up. Right. Because I'd have tried to clang it off, and I'd have beat up the thin metal and all these things. So, you know, sin is going to be a part of our life. It's more the question of how or where of we, are we of it, and who do we have around us that can share their, their wisdom through their humility. Right. And here's the thing I see over and over again here lately because our journey has been becoming vulnerable, which has led us to here with other men. Men do not have men out there that they depend on. They're going to their buddies who are living the same version of life often or somebody younger, and they don't have wisdom. And, I, and we get wisdom from each other, but we also get it from above us. That's right. There's a business line out there that says, honor your upline and pour into your downline. So if you think about it as your upline, G-pop, Paul, that was who was me, with my upline, me, as they're pouring into me, I can fill my cup to then pour into my kids, my, my friends, my business partners, those kind of things. Right. And, or out. So the lesson in here is, is that humility has to come from experience. And the reason they didn't see it as a problem is because they've lived life way longer than me and they've solved a lot more problems than me. You know, it's interesting you know, humility, you say humility has to come from experience. That couldn't be more true. We we try to not have it come from experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, our, our goal is to not have to be humbled or to not have to learn this situation through experience. So if we, th- we think we're being wise, and we are, mm-hmm. by calling our upline and saying, hey, Dad, um, I need you to come over here and help me solve this problem. And uh, you know, based off of what that problem is, that he's probably the right guy to call. Mm-hmm. And, and so he comes over, and this is in my, in my situation. Dad comes over, and I'm paying attention, mm-hmm. but he's generally doing it. <laughs> that he's, was last night. He, he's, he's generally, like, so I'm paying attention, and he's generally doing it. And if I'm being honest with myself, 
I'm not learning through experience in that. It, it, now, am I learning? Yes. If I'm if if I'm paying attention, I'm learning. Am I really, you know, grasping exactly? Would I be able to recreate what Dad just did mm. after he left? Sometimes, but mm-hmm. I feel like never. More, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like more often than not, it's rare. I, I feel like more often than not, it's like okay. Uh, so I mean, perfect example. We're cutting the, we're selling our property. We're cutting the gate. I'm having to get the gates off of both of our entrances of our property. And I'm like, I know who to call. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hey dad, uh, I need, I need you to come over. I'm pretty sure we're going to have to, uh, cut these gates off. You know, I, the, the hinges are going opposite directions. So Welded it's not together. Like, it's not, yeah. One's welded one kind of set in on the bottom mm-hmm. side and then the other side the hinge actually goes up so uh-huh. one's going up one's going down it's not a matter of lifting, lifting. it off yep and the, the guy that built your gate said nobody's gonna steal this that, like, yeah. well, if they are it's gonna take them a minute and come to find out that's how they generally do all gates okay and uh you know and and so anyway dad's like this is uh mon this is last monday i think it was one it was middle of last week <laughs> I called dad at uh, two o'clock and dad's like, can you be, uh, can you take off at three 30? I'll be there in an hour and a half. I'm like, just like your, you know, your uh, father-in-law came over. Dad comes over. We, um, uh, he's got his settling cutting torch, everything in the back of his truck, <laughs> every tool you can possibly imagine. I get there. He's when I get there, he's already backed up to the gate uh, ready to go. He's like, go grab your tractor, you know, and I'm going to grab the tractor, get the forks of the tractor, lift it up, lift up the gate. He gets his, he gets his cutting torch and he cuts, he cuts the hinge right down the line, right where, you know, I'm sitting there, all these lessons I'm thinking about, you know, he's like, uh, he said, Oh, there's a lot of slack and stuff that's going to be coming down. He's like, we really need to clear all this grass out. It's going to catch on fire. And he's like, we don't want it to catch on fire. He's like, just clear this out. I didn't get all the grass. Sure enough, there's a fire right underneath. <laughs> Felt like such a kid. He's yeah. Like, you know, and, I missed and, the spot. You know, he's like, knock that fire out. You know, and I'm, I can get the fire knocked out. And, and uh, we're sitting there, and he can't, we can't quite get the gate to let loose once he got it cut. He grabs a big block and shoves it under the gate, and he's got this big, uh, this big long pipe. He sticks under that block in the gate pushes the bottom of the pipe and that sucker just lifts right up and off the gate. And I'm just like, man, this is so, I want your brain. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, I mean, I, I mean, you've done this kind of stuff so many times. And again, I find myself really trying to soak it in now, knowing that, you know, my dad's 70 years old. Mm-hmm. My dad's, my dad's 70 years old and he came over and did that for me. Yeah. I mean, how many, of your dads are 70 years old and have the ability to the physical yeah. ability to come and do something like that, much less the knowledge, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I, I'm just so blessed with that. But what my whole point was, even when they come and do it, if we're not humbled through the experience of screwing something up mm-hmm. in some capacity, it's almost like it doesn't sink in as well. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, part of one of the things that I've learned over the years is that when I call on my dad to help me do something, 
prior to probably three, three or four years ago, he would come over, look at the problem, and I'm trying to tell him what the problem is. I'm trying to tell him, well, I've done this and this, and I've already tried this, and I'm, that's not going to work, Dad, and like blah, blah, blah. That's not the right way to go about somebody that's going to help you. The person that you're calling in that has the experience and has the wisdom to do something to solve a problem, you, we need to understand how their brain works to some degree. But now it's like, hey, Dad, here's the problem. Watch him process it. Let him ask questions that maybe I know the answer to because I've experienced it because I messed it up. Right. And then walk through his solution. And I think that's what we need to do with our Heavenly Father is like not, hey, God, I got this problem. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking of going this way, but I, that may not work. And then this, okay, that's not going to work. This is probably going to work. And like, and I'm telling God what I think the solution is after I've called on him to help me. Right, right. Rather than, okay, Being I don't still. know. Yeah. So it just hit me as you say that. Before I even started on this basketball goal, my father-in-law, who's available a lot for us, he's like, hey, if you need any help with that, let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. And it's a lot like things we're going through in life and our prayer life is like if we will be in his presence and pray through it before there's ever any action taken, the right steps will occur. Right. So if I'd have slowed down and gone, you know, this is way wiser than me. Pridefully, I don't need to try to do this by myself. It's probably safer too. Right. I probably wouldn't have had them overworking mm-hmm. at eight thirty at night last night trying to fix <laughs> yeah. my problem. You're probably right. In that same vein, you you want to learn yep. the things that they know, mm-hmm. and you know that you're going to learn them more if it's just no different than our relationship with our kids when we're trying to teach our kids how to do something, you know. Okay, son, you're finally old enough to mow the yard. It's time. Get out there. Mm-hmm. He gets halfway done and doesn't do it the way you want, and you just go out there and, ah, just don't worry about it, son. I'll take care of it. You know, and then you do it. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. what did that teach him? You know, all, all it taught him was nothing, you know, yeah. because you didn't take the time to actually show him what he needed to do. Same way with us and our dads, there's a lot of times where, you know what, normally I would call dad over. I need to learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need to be able to do this because dad's not going to be here forever, and one day I'm not going to have him to call, and I need to be able to do it. Yeah. It's different with our heavenly father, you know, because we need him involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sure, there's things that we need to to learn how to do on our own, but ultimately – it's we need to learn how to always de- be dependent on him mm-hmm. for everything that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so, so I guess there's a little difference from a standpoint of we would like to have a little bit of independence from our earthly fathers so that one day when they're not here, we can do it. Mm-hmm. But we never want to be independent from our heavenly father. We always want to have that dependency there, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. Um, that's good. It's just a little interesting. Thanks for joining us today. Remember, humility comes from experience. James 3.13. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you would, hit those buttons at the bottom. Help us share. Um, how does that go? <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe. Yeah. Like, um, help us reach more people. Help for us Jesus. Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Go kick the day in the face. 
Wake up. Goodness gracious. Catch you on the next one. Wake up. (laughs) We'll catch you on the next one.